Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Who Moved My Back in podcast. I am your host, Clyde Tammy, and I go by That Girl Tammy on all socials. This week, I was joined by Nicola, who is the founder of Manicure You, a luxury nail polish brand. Manicure You was created and designed by Nicola for nails that want to be cared for and be kept looking beautiful at all times. In this episode, Nicola and I discuss how she came with the idea and the formulation she used to create the nail polishes, which she creates herself. So all her nail polishes, all the lines, she's the one that creates them. So this was a very, very good conversation to have to find out more about the nail care business because if some of you know, my nails tend to be a hot mess a lot of the time. Um, so this was a conversation I really wanted to find out more about nail care, how she managed to get the formulation and everything that goes into it. In the beginning, Nicola is basically talking about how the idea came about. Hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. So um, I'd say it started from 2016. Um, I was actually a nail blogger, so I had my own page on Instagram and I used to um, buy nail polish from all these other brands and swatch my nail colors, post them up on my page and give people like weekly tips on, you know, how to have nail care, nail growth and just showing people different colors on my, against my skin tone. Yeah. Um, but I found that a lot of the brands um, didn't have very inclusive colors and a lot of brands were still using nail polish that was that had many toxins in as well. And that was something that I didn't want. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to create my own brand. I want it to be toxin-free. I want it to be inclusive of all skin tones. And that's how it basically came about, really. That's very, very interesting, actually. But the thing is, when I like when I was trying to get myself in the right mind frame to talk to you, I was trying to I realized that I know nothing about the manufacturing process of um, nail polish. Because, well, I'm not before... Growing up, I wasn't very big on nail, nail polish. Okay. Like, I never did my nails, none of that. I started a few years ago, but then the upkeep was just like, I was like, I can't deal with this upkeep. And then I started again just before COVID hit. Okay. And then COVID hit happened. I was like, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> so how, from when you got the idea of, I'm going to start my own thing and kind of change how the other brands were doing it. Where did you start? Where do you start? So I had to first start looking for ingredients and products and find suppliers Mm -hmm. that were able to give me products that were 10 free. I switch my product is 10 free. It's free from um, 10 of the harmful chemicals that I found in some other um, brands. Um, So it was just a matter of a lot of research and just trying to find these suppliers that could give me these ingredients. A lot of testing, a lot of using the product myself to see the durability of it, you know, see if it actually works, if it helps my nail growth as well. And yeah, that's where I actually had to start. And that process was very long. It took me about a year to a year and a half to actually find the supplier that I was happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I knew that, okay, yeah, this is going to be my product because my nail polish is actually handmade. So I have to actually buy all the ingredients separately, the base, the colors. And actually mix the colours myself and make wow. at home. Yeah. Do you have a science background or did you just have to learn this while you're doing no, it? No, so this is something that I learned. I, I I just love nail care. I love nail polish. So 
even from a young age, my mum always used to paint her nails. So I'm, I've always been fascinated with colours and things like that as well. And I have a very creative side to me. Yeah. So the whole process of making polish and making colours is just something I'm just, I'm just really excited about. That's something that it was like turning a hobby into a, and a passion into my work, basically. And that's what it was really. So it's not really work. It's still my passion. <laughs> so we launched in December 2018. Yeah. Um, and that's when we first, yeah, sold our first bottle. How many did you have? How many colours? So I started with seven colours. So it's called yeah. the launch collection. We had seven colours. And um, so I made like just a few of each colour. Um, December wasn't actually a good time to launch for my brand. And I've learned along the way that December's not really a great time for nail polish because people like to buy gifts for other people during that time. Right. People don't usually buy a lot of stuff for themselves. But after that, after then, um, December, um, sales really went up and things started getting better. And no, yeah, it just really took off from there, really. So do you think, because I think I noticed that this year as well, in terms of um, my boxes, because I launched my boxes in November. In November, they did well. But in December, it kind of went quiet. And I'm, now that you said that, I'm wondering if that's why that people are more likely to, they're more concentrating on other people and not really themselves or what they can do. So how did you manage to market the product? I know you probably had a following before from when you were a nail blogger, but how did you manage to market the product to say, this is what I'm doing now? So I literally, my blog page, I turned that into my business page because I already had a community of um, other nail bloggers who followed me and I really wanted to keep them still as well. So I announced on a page that this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm now starting my own business. I put up a bottle. Um, of my nail polish and it just took off from there really yeah I mean I just turned the page into a business page and people just been very very supportive Mm -hmm. and to this day I have people that um who also have nail polish pages and blog pages that are still following me now they even swatch for my brand so I send them nail polishes as well and get them to model for my page so it's just become a great community well, that's nice because your Instagram page is very, like, it's aesthetically pleasing, if you're going to put it that way, <laughs> in terms of the way that you manage to do the nails and stuff like that. Did you do your own photography or did you have to hire a professional? Yeah, so actually most of the photographs are mine. So I do everything myself, um, apart from where there are other um, hands of other people. Yeah. Th- those are those, those photos that they've taken themselves and then sent to me. But um, if there's pictures of bottles or new colours I'm launching, that's everything that I've done myself. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up here? Are you in London, actually? I didn't actually yeah, ask you so, that. Yeah, I'm in London. I actually grew up in Croydon, okay. in South London. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up there, lived in a house with me, my mum, and my younger sister. There. Mm. Um, been there for 29 years, and then I got married. <laughs> yeah. And I moved to West London. So now I'm in West London. Well, that must have been so different because I'm a, I'm a South Londoner and West London is just like a, West London and North London are like a different world to me. It is. It's very different, but I do like it, especially we've got Westfields here. I know we can't use it. Go to Westfields now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the aspect I love of this area. So, yeah, that's good. I, I go back to Croydon very regularly because my mum's there, my sister's there. So yeah. I've got quite a lot of family, so I'm, I'm there probably like twice a week. And so did you have like an interest in like nails and beauty when you're growing up or when did they catch on? Yes. 
from young, as I said, my mum, she was really into like my mum has long natural nails, very nice, and she used to paint her nails every week. So that's what I saw, and I just thought weekly manicures is the norm. That's something yeah. that everyone has to do. <laughs> so um, I, I, I actually got my passion, I think, from my mum there. I, I you know, saw what she was doing, and then as, as I turned to a teenager, I started going to the salons, getting acrylic nails, fake nails. How old were you when you started getting the acrylic nails? Probably for about 16, I would say, 15, 16. Yeah, I think that's when I got, I got mine for my 16th birthday. Yeah, I, I, I think everyone was doing that birthday, you know, get your nails done, <laughs> match your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I mean, as much as it was expensive, it was nice. And, um, but yeah, I mean, and then, I found that the acrylic nails damaged my nails quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to natural nails, but more so because once I got pregnant and during my maternity, I didn't really have time to always be going to um, salon to get acrylic nails and gel nails. I just really wanted to nurture and take care of my natural nails mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. And your nails tend to grow very long as well when you're pregnant. Like your nails yeah, and your exactly. hair, they tend to just flourish during that time. Exactly. Is it safer to get acrylics when you're pregnant? It's okay. I guess the fumes and things in the nail shops, if you're there regularly, might might um, be a problem. But yeah. it's okay to get them done. Yeah, it's safe. Um, so now you don't get any acrylics on your nails? No, my nails are all natural now. Natural. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not not to say that I would never do that again. You know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to have you know one special event and I wanted to have acrylic nails or gel nails, yeah. maybe I would do it. But for now, just convenience as well. Natural nails is probably the best thing for me as well. Do you use your own brand? It. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? When in the beginning, I actually because there were some other brands where I liked their colours still, so I would still use it. And I felt bad. I was like, God, oh, should I be doing that? But then I said to myself, I'm sure the owner of Coke drinks Sprite, and I'm sure <laughs> that's what I used to tell myself. So I thought, okay, it's all right then. But now, I actually. I think in the last year and a half, I've only used my brand. That's good. Yeah, I had that a bit that conflict as well. That oh, should I be using other products? But then I said exactly what you said. I said to myself, well, if I don't make it, mm-hmm. then technically I can use it because it's yeah. not like you know, I'm not. I'm not choosing the brand over mine. I actually don't have that in my collection, so technically yeah. I can use it. The making process. How di- obviously now you know what you're doing, but how difficult is it? Like now that you know what you're doing, how long will it take you to make like one batch? Oh, once I have the recipe written down in the other ingredients, I can probably make color in like 10 minutes. Really? Not long, yeah. The, the challenge comes when I'm um, creating a new color. So when I'm trying to get a color, like maybe for example, I've got a swatch of a fabric or there's a color I've seen, I'm trying to make that color. That can take me a couple of days to try and get that colour. It just depends how lucky I am. Also, I can get it in one day. Yeah. But once I've got it and I write down the ingredient, I can then make that colour within like 10 minutes. I can probably it, make a batch of 10 or 20. Is everything just like liquid, just like pouring? There's no yeah, water there's heating of, anything up or anything no, like that? No, no. It's more just um, base, liquid, um, coloured. A lot of syringes I'm using to like inject different millimetres and measurements of um, polish. Yeah. All right. And the packaging. So when you knew that you were going to do the nail polish, where do you get your bottles from? And because you have your logo like on, on the bottles directly, do you get that from your manufacturer or are there like plastic labels that you seal on? 
No, so my manufacturer is a glass company. Um, I chose my bottle from them and my logo is actually printed directly onto the glass. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my manufacturer. How do you deal with that in terms of like quantities and stuff? So in the beginning, I actually had to order a very large quantity of bottles. Um, you know, it's, when you are looking for things like this, they usually have MOQ, minimum order quantities. Mm-hmm. So you have to have like thousands of something. So I basically had to order a lot of bottles, a lot of caps, a lot of brushes, and I keep these things in storage. Um, and at first it was very overwhelming. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've got so many bottles. Am I really going to sell them? And it's like, that was two years ago. And it's like, yes, they're all gone. Yeah, <laughs> so, you just have to walk by faith, isn't it? Exactly. But in the beginning, it just felt so overwhelming. Like, you see how many bottles like arrive on the doorstep. So. so with the brushes, you know, with the, um, the painting brushes that come in the bottle, did you have to test out the bristles to see if this is like the type you like? Because I have used some brands. I'm just like, oh, I don't like the brush or the way it's kind of spreading on my nail. Mm-hmm. Was there like another process that you had to do, like a vetting process? Exactly. So I went through so many um, different brus- and brushes, different shapes, different lengths, things like that. Um, so for me, what was most important that I wanted a brush that was wide because I think the less brush strokes you do, it's easier for you to paint your nails. Mm-hmm. Because our brush is flat and wide, you can cover your nail with three strokes, middle, left and right. And it just makes it easier for doing your manicure, you know, it just makes it things more simple. On a quick day, if you want to quickly paint your nails, you can just do it quickly because the brush make, the brush is done in a way that it, you have to do just less strokes, basically. Yeah. How many coats do you think you a person needs? So our polishes, you can actually get away with just doing one coat. Really? But we always say do two coats because it just fills in the manicure a bit better and it... It just makes it look nicer, basically, I would say. And I think it's just out of, out of um, habit that we always do two coats as well. Yeah. But if you were really in a rush, you could actually just do one coat. It actually gives really good coverage on one coat as well. Okay. That's really good to know, actually. So since COVID, and we're still in it, unfortunately, how do you think like your business has been affected by it? So my business has been affected in both negative and positive ways, I would say. Mm-hmm. So the positive I'd say is that because the salons are closed, I've seen an increase in my sales because people are painting their nails again at home. People are looking for alternative ways from, you know, going to the salon. So yeah. that's been good. Um, it's also put made me be a better person in terms of, um, so for example, I've had to have more of an online presence mm-hmm. because everyone's at home. I've had to be online a lot more. So I've had to really up my content on Instagram and Facebook. This is something that I didn't do before. Yeah. Um, I'm a mom. I don't really have time sometimes to be on Instagram all day doing engagement and things. And it's, this has actually <laughs> encouraged me to sit down, put some time aside to plan, batch plan, like content for the week, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So there's some positives that have come out of it, really. Mm. And I'd say the negatives is just that things can be slower. So like if I'm ordering stationery or supplies or things like that, they could take a bit longer to come. And another thing is shipping. Mm-hmm. So um, postal services are a bit slower. So it makes people get their orders a bit later. So this has an effect on my business. So there's been good and bad things um, that come out of COVID. But mm-hmm. I'd say more positive things because it's allowed me to look at what other things I can do in my business. As well. Yeah. 
But can we just touch on that uh, postage thing? Because what I've noticed, because of Amazon, right, and Amazon providing next day delivery, I feel like it has put so much pressure on small businesses like us to now compete. And customers, obviously not all the customers, some customers understand, you know, three to five, so three to five working days or whatever. But for the most part, people are now expecting you to be as quick as Amazon. Maybe not next day, but at least two or three days after they make the order, they want the stuff right now. And it's just like a a reminder that we cannot work at the same level as the richest man in the world. Of course. (laughs) We don't have the resources for it. So I know we talked a bit about like the marketing and stuff. And you said that you used your existing page to kind of, build the brand awareness. What other marketing do you think has helped you to build your brand? Um, it's a, that's a tough one because I think because my business is an online business, it's literally just online. And that's why I said I had to increase my online presence mm-hmm. because I really had to up my... So I'm, I'm mainly based on Instagram. And I didn't really care about Facebook so much, but I feel like now I've had to market myself a lot on Facebook because I've realized that not everyone is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have to find other platforms as well. Um, also as well, this year, or last year, sorry, 2020, I've really um, built a community with my customers and um, I send out weekly newsletters, not weekly, monthly newsletters. I send them weekly um, discount codes. And I rebuild a community to make them feel like they're VIP. And I feel like this is good marketing because I learned that sometimes it's um, it's good to pay a lot of interest into your customers that you already have. Yeah. As well as getting new customers, but you really want to nurture your customers that you already have, you have at the moment. And I feel like, you know, sending a lot of marketing to them really helps as well because I like repeat customers as well. Like that, that's, it makes you feel like I'm doing something right, right? Exactly. When you have that exactly. repeat customer. But just on the um, email marketing as well, because I say to myself this year, I'm going to try and do better because I was slacking with it. Like once in a while, when something happens, I'll send an email. So I said, okay, I'm going to start sending them weekly. And I've been doing a good job of sending them every week. Um, And then last week I had an idea of emailing my existing customers, Mm -hmm. but the ones that hadn't ordered in a while. Okay. And so I just chose that group, say you haven't ordered, just just checking in kind of thing, like no pressure. And that worked. I got more orders from that email than my usual weekly email that just says, you know, just checking in with the week. Yeah. Like the open rate was more, the clicks to the website was more and the purchases were more. And I was like, okay. So people just need a little reminder sometimes. Yes. Good. But yeah, I I find that that really works as well. Do you do any ads? Yes, actually, I do do ads on Instagram. I haven't really done any ads on Facebook, but I do find that ads really help. It brings people to my page. And then I always go into the DMs and have a little convo with them and just explain to them about the brand, um, up my engagement as well with people on a one-to-one level. Um, and that, that has really, really helped. I've gained, I've gained followers from that. Yeah, how about like giveaways and stuff like that? Yes, um, so I do about two or three giveaways a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had one at Christmas, so um, we turned two years old. So we did like a birthday slash Christmas giveaway. We gave away like ten nail polishes. That's amazing! Wow, that really helps. I think it's good to give back as well. It's really, really good. Hundred percent. But then, um, 
I'd like doing giveaways as well. But then someone, well, I follow a few marketers on Facebook just because I'm useless at marketing. So I'm just like, I'm going to follow everyone that talks about marketing, get as many tips as I can. They oppose the giveaways, but they say that because they say you get people who just want free stuff. I'm not interested in your brand. Yeah, they just want free stuff to enter and stuff like that. But then on the flip side, I feel like, fair enough, you do get the people that just want free stuff, but it's really good in terms of building your follower list Mm-hmm. And sometimes if your product actually bangs, those people, they might just be coming for free stuff, can, might actually become real customers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even though they oppose it, I'm just like, I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If it works, I feel like people should do it. I agree with both, actually. I think on one hand, it's very much like there are a lot of people who actually have an account just for giveaways. And they mm-hmm. just go around doing so many giveaways. Because you go on their page and they've reposted so many brands give away and they're just there for that and on yeah. the other hand as well it's bringing awareness to some people and they will stick around and like your brand <laughs> yeah and I think for the most for the most part a lot of people don't unfollow because whether they like your stuff or they're waiting for the next giveaway who knows but I feel like for the most you hardly get a lot of unfollows when you have a situation like that yeah yeah I agree I agree so how do you plan on growing your business? So this year in particular, we're actually looking at what else we can do aside from just nail polish as well. Mm-hmm. So I actually um, mentioned this last year in October that we're branching out a little bit and doing things like cosmetic bags, still in line with beauty in the sense that you can carry your nail polishes in the bag, <laughs> yeah. um, your nail care and things. Um, and yeah, just looking at some things outside of polish as well. But I can see that you have like nail files on your website, which is, that's a really good idea. Like really cute idea. If you were to do like a nail varnish remover, can you do that in a safe way? This is something else we're actually looking into. So I'm looking for a nail polish remover that is also like toxin free. So it's like acetone free and doesn't have chemicals that are harsh to your nails as well. So, um, yeah, this is something I've been looking at as well. Yeah. Adding to the nail care kind of line. Yeah. So it's the tools as well. Sorry? And also some nail tools as well. Yeah. How about oh, those nail. things that you put? I don't know what they're called. See, I told you I'm useless with nails. You know the things that you put when you do your toes, the foam thingies? Oh, the nail, the, nail, the separators. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I haven't actually thought about those actually, to be fair, but yeah, I guess that's something we can add, yeah, to the yeah. Our equipment page. Yeah, like I, I think that would be really separators. cool. Yeah, yeah if you're, especially if you're doing like a like a gift set, whenever you have some gift set, I think that would be really cool to have the those toss operators in there, the nail files and the nail polish. I think that would be really, really cute. But cute. what I really like about your brand is that your nudes are actually are nude for black people. Mm-hmm. Because we find that if you go to more mainstream, bigger brands, uh, do I want to say it, say it like that? If you go for the yeah for the bigger brands, their nude colors tend to be pink. Yes, which I don't feel like they're actually nude for us. Mm. And I like the fact that you have the nice, the light browns and the dark browns. Like you have those shades going. I think that's really really complimentary for black people. Really, thank you. Yeah. It was really important for me to have um, nude shades that complement and match um, 
black people's skin tones. So that's why we've got colours that have different um, undertones. So we've got some brown shades of yellow undertones. We've got some uh, brown shades of red undertones because everyone has different undertones in their yeah. skin. And, and as I've mentioned on my um, Instagram page, that we've launched with 11 nude colours, but nude colours are endless. Mm-hmm. so many different types of skin tones. So we're going to be adding to this collection as well. But we wanted to just launch with 11 colours make sure that there was something for everyone but we really want to expand on this as well just we're going to have a really big new collection yeah okay let's talk about nail care for a second because while I have you here I'm going to ask you all my nail questions right (laughs) in case someone else out there is as useless as me you see when you go to get a manicure or pedicure they tend to like clip off the cuticle bits right but then I find that when they do that the skin on my fingers tends to peel okay. is it safe that they do that so do you know there's a lot of conflicting answers when it comes to cutting cuticles because if you google it a lot of people will say don't clip your cuticle they're there to protect your nails and um, it can cause infection and um, things like this if you keep them away but it actually makes your manicure look really tidy and neat as well right so it is safe to do it but if you find that you're you're um getting soreness or um, having bacteria and things like that of your nails, you can ask not to do it, not to have them clipped and just have them pushed back. Mm, okay. Push back and not clipped. So. so the pushing back is, is that to allow the nail varnish to really go in there? Yeah, and also just to make your nail bed look a bit longer as well. Right. Okay. So really it's actually more for aesthetic reasons than for like nail care or health reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having cuticles. Um, okay. Like the, you know, that white flaky bit around the cuticle. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong to have them if you push them back. It's, it's fine meant to be there, but I think people just like them out of the way. But that's why they click them off as well. Ah, I see. And what advice would you give for like nail retention in terms of like my nails break off a lot so if you look at them right now they're like one size but they break off as soon as they get to a certain length mm-hmm. they they just break i would say to always keep a base coat okay on your nails yeah that helps as well and also just file your nails like once a week even if you don't feel like they need filing because if you file around them it will just minimize any chips that are there or coming so that's a good thing to do as well. And also to wear gloves when you're doing chores around the house. Yeah, especially when you're doing dishes, isn't it? Because I feel like exactly. the water really weakens the nails, doesn't it? Water weakens the nails and it dries out your nails. So anytime your, nail, your hands come into contact, you should really clean your hands and oil cuticles. That really, really helps as well. Okay. And especially now during these times where we're all washing our hands even more so, <laughs> using hand sanitizer, I think that this, your nails are always getting dried out mm-hmm. so it's so so important to all cuticles i would say people oil cuticles twice a day if you can yeah you, know, you don't have to get a special cuticle oil if you want you can use you know shea butter you can use coconut oil anything i mean that, that sometimes when i don't have my cuticle oil to hand there's always some kind of oil in my hand if i've just done my hair or something like that oh yeah something <laughs> just to keep it moist <laughs> or something you know i'm doing something with my daughter there's always something there so yeah, okay, like, so I think that's what I need to do because I, I don't think I've ever oiled my cuticles. I mean, I, when I cream my hands, you know, cream it like that, and that's fine. And sometimes I do 
possum all through there, but I don't really focus on it too much. Um, and I also noticed that, yeah, the reason why my nails break is they chip on the side. Mm-hmm. Knowing they chip on the side, I just have to take the, that whole bit off mm-hmm. and kind of start all over again. All right. Thank you for that. That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, so since your, your, um, your business turned two mm-hmm. last month, no, two months ago, we're in February now, what are some of the mistakes you think you've made and you wish you'd have avoided in the two years? So my biggest mistake was in June 2019. I talk about this one all the time. What happens? <laughs> so we launched our summer collection. We had four colours. And in the space of literally like two to five minutes, I uploaded five pictures on Instagram. But because I uploaded so many pictures in a short space of time, Instagram thought I was um, a spam account. And they locked off my account. Yeah. So they shut me down. So when I had, I emailed them to say, you know, this is not a spam account. This is a natural business. Instagram don't actually have a direct, like, telephone number. No. Email address. You have to go through all these help options and click this and click that. And if they didn't answer your question, we just went all around the place. It actually took me four months to get back on. So Are you months, serious? I <gasps> anything. So 2019, um, we launched the spring colors in June and the rest of the year I had no products for the rest of the year. So yeah, so 2020 has been such a good year because I really had to get myself back on track again. So what I learned was, well, this was a problem actually because I don't actually have any business background. This is something that I learned was I never really took any pride in having a subscriber list. Because right. if I actually had a subscriber email list, I could have emailed them to say, look, my account's down. Please follow me on this new page if I had made one. Or just to update people that like, the website's still running. But yeah. I couldn't, I didn't, I don't know why. I just never took, I just didn't think there was anything great about the subscriber list. This means that I also wasn't sending emails to people. Really bad thing. So after four months, I got back on and I realized, okay, I need to have a subscriber list. So now I managed to build a subscriber list bring thousands now which is good and I that's why it's so important for me to keep the community with my customers because when that happened it really upset me it was, oh, it was just agonizing you know especially when you're, you only sell online and that's yeah you were shut down for the rest of the year it was just really hard it was really, really hard but now <laughs> it, so basically yeah the subscriber is important <laughs> and I tell people make sure you create a subscriber if you get people's email address now let this be a lesson to me (laughs) (laughs) to me and everyone else listening because as I mean I do have a subscriber list but growing it is not really my main focus if that makes sense same with me yeah so the ones that are on there I keep in touch but in terms of the new people like new people if you want to get on welcome but I'm not trying to you know get them but I think yeah, let that be a lesson to, to all of us. Because you don't Jeez. think it's going to happen. Like, you don't no. think, oh, Instagram could shut you down or someone could um, hack your account. Or just, you know, just these things. And it's just good to update people and keep them in the know of what's going on. Yeah. So. Jeez. Nah, yeah, that is scary. That is actually a big one. Is that the only mistake you think you've, you've made or the um, most monumental one? I would say another mistake was when I first launched, I launched with colours that I like. And I've now learned that I am not my customer. Mm-hmm. I can't just do what I like. I have to do what other people like. 
So when I was, when I was choosing colour, I'd be like, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But I might not, but someone else may. So now I've started to realise, okay, look, I need to put in a variety of colours, a variety of um, shades and textures because someone else might like it and I can't just do what I like. So that's been another lesson as well because I think I spent the first year just doing colours for me. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'm not my customer. <laughs> so now, I think now I've done colours that, you know, person A, B and C might like. I've had a lot more sales because... You're not selling to okay. yourself anymore. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that was another mistake just thinking about myself really you know what I think uh, I think I've done the same I've done the same um but then I also when people say to me oh so I, I recently in November I don't things happen in November I launched <laughs> lip lip scrubs and body scrubs which are something that I didn't have because I don't use them oh and people kept saying oh we love everything you just need to add scrubs then I'm just like yeah okay <laughs> soon you know just like yeah. yeah soon but then the request kept coming and at some point I had to say you know what you're not selling to yourself if yes. people want body scrubs and lip scrubs you're gonna have to make them yeah. and so I made the first batch and I had to test them of course so me I'd never used them before <laughs> so I got that used the lip scrub I'm like ah, oh, this is interesting and then I go and I use the body scrub I'm like this is nice. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder people want body scrubs. This is nice. Yeah. But I also had to have a bunch of people test it. So I'm just like, I have no idea what it's supposed to look like okay. or what the consistency is supposed to look like. Like, you Lord, tell me. You know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there are some products that if I get an order, I'm so excited to make. And then some of them just like... <laughs> I don't like this or I don't like this product but people keep buying it <laughs> yeah exactly so that's that's what I'm saying you have to just do what people want sometimes not just what you want not for everything but just for some things I guess yeah yeah so what's the plan in terms of growing to I know we talked more about adding things to your line but in terms of how do you plan on growing the business so yes at the moment we only ship within the UK. So our plan oh, yeah. is to um, expand internationally this year to America and to Europe. So I'm really, really trying to get into um, the American market and the European market. So that is a big focus for this year as well. One way of expanding. Um, there are a few other ways as well, but COVID has uh, prevented us from doing a lot of things. Like we mm-hmm. wanted to have some, have some events. We have some masterclasses to show people how to um, get a manicure at home. But again, these things are have been stopped. <laughs> yeah. So, but hopefully we'll be able to, you know, pick up on this again next year and see how we can progress in that. Really. Yeah. But what what is currently stopping you from shipping to Europe and America? So at the moment, um, nail polish is flammable, so it can't go by air. So um, we have to find. Um, so basically, it can go by road right in Europe and there are some other ways it can go to America so we just have I'm just trying to find um you know some quotes to find some um supplies that can help me yeah with moving on these things around basically oh yeah oh, because it is flammable oh that is actually a big hindrance isn't it yeah the only way around it might just be like get stockists in America and then they can stock it there this is the thing. So this is another thing we're looking into as well. Also looking at maybe finding an agent in America, like a middle person, because you need loads of paperwork and 
licenses to get your product into certain markets as well. Yeah. It's expensive for me, but if, if I use an agent as a middle person, that's another way as well. So we'll just be looking at what way we can work around this really. But yeah. once we do, that be so, I'll be really happy if I can get, you know, manicure you to be worldwide. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. And I mean, it, it is very unfortunate that you won't, you can't send your products by air um, because what I've noticed is that Americans really like things that are from London. They do, yes. They really do. <laughs> well, I'm just like, people text me, they're like, oh my God, it's Manicure You London. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that London thing, I think it makes it sound, you know, better. Not better, but it has an appeal. Just like if yeah. it says NYC, you know, it sounds better for us. So yeah, it's one of those rounding up. What does success look like to you? So for me, success is the company just growing, basically. Um, I'm seeing my finances grow. I'm seeing peak customers. That is something really good for me. Um, I just want, you know, to expand from nail polish, like I said, to other things. Yeah. Um, that that really is what, that, you know, success is for me. It's just seeing and doing things that make me happy, you know. I just want to... And I want to know that my product is working. So when I see repeat customers, I know that, okay, what we're, we're doing something good. We're doing something that's working. Our product works. And, yeah, that's what success is for me, really. What is the average retention for, like, a bottle of nail polish for you to judge when you should get, like, a repeat customer? Um, what do you mean, like, in the time? Like, time yeah. When... So let's say if I order some, oh, a bottle today... When would you like estimate that I'm gonna need a re-up? Um, a bottle I would say can last you probably about six manicures. Okay. But someone like Nick, I mean, everyone's different. After like three manicures, I like to have a new fresh bottle. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just me. But um, I mean, I have customers who buy nail polish every month. I have customers who um, buy polish every time we launch a new collection, which is like every three months sometimes. So, you know, I think people just want a new colour. It's not so much of, okay, I'll wait till this finishes. Because you never finish a bottle, do you? This is the thing. No one ever gets down to the last drop. They just want a new colour for the new season. So I think that's when people decide that they want a a new bottle, yeah. Yeah. And what do you think is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? So the hardest thing for me is probably having to wear so many hats. So I am a photographer. I'm a marketing person. I'm shipping, shipping and handling. I am customer service answering the inquiries. I have, you have to be everything, especially in the startup. You know, I don't have a team and that is probably the most challenging thing of, you know, playing all roles in the company. I totally agree. And finding the time to to do that is can be hard. It's very hard, yeah. So as I said, I have a two and a half year old. So the daytime is out of the question to do mm-hmm. anything. You know, I'm trying to do a photo and she's trying to put her hand in the photo. It just doesn't it's <laughs> she wants to grab my phone and try and take photos. It doesn't work. So I only get time to do it at night times when she's in yeah. bed. By then it's dark, there's no natural light. So yes. there's so many challenges. <laughs> Everything that you're saying, I relate to. Uh, my son, he goes to preschool, but the last two weeks they were closed because uh, they had a few stuff 
get COVID. So they had to shut the whole school down. And if I tell you, I had plans to do photo shoot because I need content, right? (laughs) I had plans to do, take all these pictures, but I have not taken one because I know there's no point. I can't even set anything up. Once I start setting it up, he's going to want to be in the shot. He's going to be asking me, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, no, it really doesn't. And I think that is one of the hardest things about being a mompreneur. Mm-hmm. Trying to juggle that. It really is. Yeah. We need to give ourselves more credit. We're trying to do this dang thing. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> In a lockdown with kids. <laughs> oh. uh, and so where can people find you? So my website is manicureu.com and it's spelled M-A-N-I-C-U-R-E-Y-O-U.com. My Instagram is at Manicure You London and Facebook is Manicure You. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for taking the time and coming on and talking to me about nails. I know some of my questions might have been stupid, but when, when I tell you that I have no idea, like this girl has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I've actually come away knowing more stuff now. Um, and I'm, I'm about to make an order right now, actually. I'm going to press you? an order. Yes. <laughs> as soon as we finish, I'm about to make my order. My nails need it. Look at this. That was episode 12 of Who Moved My Backing Podcast with our special guest, Nicola of Manicure You London. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed speaking with Nicola. And I learned a few things about taking care of my nail and what it takes to start your own nail polish company. And the biggest, biggest takeaway from this conversation was always make sure you have your customers on that customer email list. The worst thing that can happen is for Instagram to shut you down and all your customers are just on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Make sure you have control of your email list. Keep in touch with your customers, touch base. Thank you so much, Nicola, for joining me on this episode. As usual, if you'd like to join in the conversation, please use the hashtag who moved my back in. And if you'd like to be a guest, email who moved my back in at gmail.com put guests in the subject line and your details company details in the body of the email speak to you soon bye